Hey guys, and welcome back to the Barefoot Chats podcast. I'm your host, Sahara, and this is my podcast for all things health and wellness for the people and the planet, where I share hashtag real content each week. So in today's episode, I'm chatting to one of my best friends, and we're chatting all about our experiences with eating disorders and specifically about a new little journey of healing that we have both embarked on. And we're just kind of sharing some of our tips and things that we've learned. And Megan really dives into her story with an eating disorder and being a competitive athlete. So I'm so excited to bring this episode to you guys. And I really, really hope that you all enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get on with it. I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, who has an amazing story to share with us today, and I'm so excited to chat to her. Welcome to the show, Megan. Hello, everybody. This is honestly so exciting. So let me just start off with like a little introduction. Me and Megan actually met online over social media. Thank you, social media. And we literally have had such similar experiences that like it feels like we're like almost like the same person. Like we have had such similar experiences and we have just like hit it off immediately. So we decided we need to record a podcast episode together because we have some really important stuff to chat about. But before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your story? Yeah, so hello everybody. I'm very honoured to be on this podcast because honestly, Sarah knows, but I do, I listen to it every single week without fail. <laughs> and um, yeah, so a bit about me. So my name's Megan. I'm 18. I live in England. I um, grew up in France. I moved, my parents moved to France when I, I me and my sister, well, I was one and my sister was four. So we moved there just because um, my parents got a little bit bored in the UK and they wanted to bring us up somewhere a little bit different. So I moved to France, um, had a really good upbringing, really good life there. And at the age of 10, I started um, playing table tennis, which is a bit of a, I think, a very unpopular sport, especially in the UK, but it's quite, it's quite big in, in France and then in the rest of Europe. Um, and then, yeah, I just remember going to my first club there and being really happy. And then I ended up playing for England from the age of 40, well, no, 13 till about, well, 18. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then we moved back to England when I was 16, I think I was 16. And then, yeah, I've just been either training since then or in education obviously suffered a lot with my mental health which is what we're going to touch on um but yeah just trying to like I don't know um find who I am I think being 18 it's quite a it's one of them ages especially like during lockdown I think everyone's had a lot of time to think and I think we're all trying to like search who we are and 
trying to figure out who you want to be and stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty much me. <laughs> you in a natural? And I'm vegan also. Oh, yes. Yes. So, no, I thought I'd say that just because we connect on that as well. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, for sure. I think our age right now, being 18, and any of you guys out there that are 18 as well, or just like at this kind of point in your life where it's like, yeah, you need to make like a lot of kind of decisions but you don't always really know <laughs> what those decisions are so it's definitely an interesting time but yeah. i wanted to really just dive in to basically the main subject that we're going to be talking about today and that is eating disorders which we have talked about quite a bit on this podcast already um but this is kind of a bit of a special one because those of you guys that follow me on Instagram will know that I recently started a journey, a kind of like a healing journey, and I've called it Project Build Me Up. And it's basically a whole journey to really take my recovery from anorexia seriously and like recover to my best health and get my period back. Like that's the main thing because to be really honest and open, like my period hasn't come back yet. And that's something that usually does go when you do restrict like a severe amount of calories and food and over exercise and are at a very low body weight um, in women you will lose your period and that's what happened to me and that's what's happened to Megan as well and so I kind of I decided like you know enough was enough and I really wanted to take my recovery seriously so the beginning of this month I decided to start like a four month kind of like a challenge to myself to just really focus on myself and focus on my healing and i was chatting to megan about it and megan was like omg i'm on board let's do this together." <laughs> yeah. so we decided to kind of like embark on this journey together and so it's been amazing because we have each other to be accountable to and to like give support to each other which is honestly absolutely amazing but i thought it would be great if you could just kind of share a little bit like about your story um how you kind of started with like an eating disorder and what that kind of looked like for you um i had yeah. shared my story on the podcast before but i'll just touch on it a little bit for those of you that don't know but if you'd like to just share a little bit on that yeah of course so mine mine well this is how similar we both are mine i think this is stem from obviously my mum's influence and my sister because my sister was anorexic and so was um well my mother was bulimic and I know Sahara it's the same for you like you've you've you come from a family with like disordered eating patterns and things like that um yeah like yeah, yeah like so, my sister had it before me and my mom actually struggled with it as well when she was really young um back like yeah. in her teenage years mm-hmm. yeah and same for me like my sister um well obviously my mum she used to be a dancer, so she was bulimic from the age of, I think, 18, but then it stopped, but she still had disordered eating, and it's only actually these past couple of years that she's reached, like, full recovery, um, and my sister had it before I did, and she's still in recovery now, actually, to this day, um, so mine started, oh, it, I think, I think it started earlier on than I thought it did, but I only started losing weight from it maybe three years ago, but um, I think it stemmed from 
as it started once we moved back to England. So I, as I said, I used to play table tennis for England. So from the age of um, 12, I was away from home. I lived in either other people's houses or in hotels or in, or just like traveling around the world, basically. So I've never been at home like since the age of 12, pretty much. Um, so when we moved back to England, we moved back as a family and I went straight to um, this, the National Table Tennis Centre, which was about a five hour drive away. So I was away from home and I was pretty isolated because I was doing my schoolwork online. So um, it was in a school, the kind of structure, but the table tennis structure, but um, because I moved halfway throughout the year, I had to do my um, online, like my studies online. So I was very isolated. I didn't really see anybody apart from um, when I went training. So I would train uh, maybe maximum three times a day, like all, there were about two and a half hour sessions each session. And then on top of that, I would do a condition stretching, strength and conditioning session about four times a week. So I had a pretty, heavy load and um by this time so this was 16 year old megan <laughs> my sister um was severely anorexic that's actually the reason we moved back to england was because in france they wouldn't treat her because her bmi was still too high which is absolute nonsense but she was on the verge of of death and they still didn't know how to treat her properly in france so um as soon as we moved back to England, she got hospitalised. Um, and then, yeah, I just remember coming home. I would come home maybe every two weeks from that centre. And I remember coming home. And uh, by this time, my sister was back from uh, the hospital, but she was still very, very underway. And, yeah, still on this meal plan. And I just remember being very unhappy and my parents weren't happy, my sister was ill, and I just remember looking, like, this awareness, awareness around food became very, like, prominent in my life, and I started to look at it as, see it more, I don't know, see it more as numbers, and more as, like, a, something to fear, if that makes sense, just because my sister was trying to hit her calories, and I don't know, I stopped seeing it as an enjoyment. Um, so that so that didn't really affect me. It never stopped me from eating, though. So I think when it really started was um, a, from a comment from a coach that still to this day I'm not very fond of. <laughs> um, and he basically, um, it was after Christmas, so it must have been Christmas 2000, 2017. Um, I'd put on... A little bit of weight obviously I'd eaten chocolate I'd enjoyed myself I'd eaten yummy food like you should do at Christmas it's all about being with your family and nothing else and I'd probably put on maybe one or two maybe like two kilograms I I didn't even know just because I never used to weigh myself at that time I didn't see the need to I was happy and um I just remember walking into the training hall and I was doing like a one-to-one -one session with him and he looked at me and it was as if he'd seen like some kind of alien like I, I'll never forget the way he looked at me he made me feel so 
inferior and so little and like I was such a disgusting human it was it was awful and I just remember him saying Megan have you have you weighed yourself recently and I said no why like why and he just said I think you need to you really need to and that's all he said but that was enough he he didn't he didn't approach me in a nice way say ah oh, like you need to lean out a little bit um he just which has happened to me in the past actually it's it's very common in elite sport that coaches talk to you about weight and talk to you about losing weight to get fit and it's quite it's it's a very it's very triggering when you're a girl like I remember on many occasions before this when I was even 12 or 13 and I'd hit puberty coaches saying things like make sure you don't put on weight watch what you're eating like just because they're worried you're gonna I don't know become unfit or yeah they just want you to be at your like performance weight performance weight all the time which I think is pretty wrong I think an individual should have a lot more about them than just how much they weigh but yeah so anyway from there from when my coach had made that comment um I just remember like crying internally being so embarrassed and just wanting to cry and from that day on I remember getting to the um the canteen at night to eat dinner and just thinking right what can I not eat what can I restrict on and it became it became a game like everything everything that I could not eat and then I don't know it, it it was almost like I just got so competitive with myself that I could restrict food and it became something I was good at so if I could not eat an extra piece of toast that I even wanted but then I didn't eat it used to make me really happy um which I still to this day don't really understand why but it was like the less I could eat the better and um I started to lose weight quite fast actually and at the start um my mum noticed first and she just asked if everything was okay obviously I don't think at that point she thought I hadn't eaten disorder because I was always the one who used to finish everybody's plates um in my family and I used to have no restrictions eat completely I was very active but I just needed fueling quite a lot because of that and I just said to her, no, it's just because I'm training more. Like, it's it's just, I'm just doing a lot and that's it. Even though in my head I knew I was, like, restricting. Um, and about two months after that, uh, we had a, a, an England camp and one of the, like, main coaches commented on my weight loss in a positive way and said, oh, it's really good. Like, Megan, I can see you must be trying to get faster if you're trying to lose weight um because that was also an issue um I was quite I was never the quickest I was very talented like um like my mental my head like was very strong in the game but I was never like very fast or like I don't know like I had to work a lot on my speed like um in training and stuff so the fact that I I used to associate me getting quicker with me losing weight because I would weigh less so I'm I was I would be faster which didn't help um so then I ended up losing a significant amount of weight very very fast I still didn't look underweight like I looked underweight but I wasn't underweight for the BMI but for what my body needed to be I was definitely underweight and um I looked pretty emaciated and 
we went that year so it must have been uh it must have been in 2018 we went to the european championships and i don't know how i managed to say to stay in 10 days of competition i was literally eating salads and that's it and we were training so much and doing so many matches it was so tiring but um i remember coming back from europeans and then going into recovery which i tried I just I had enough. I thought that's it, enough's enough. I knew deep, I knew deep down that I could get myself out of it out of it at that point because I I hadn't been like ill long enough for me to for me to want to sustain it. So I went into recovery and then um once I'd like weight restored, I just thought, right, okay, um I'm good now. I've eaten a lot. I'm back to where I want to be. I'm, I can tra- now. I, all I can I can start the process again. I can start to train more, build myself up. And I didn't realize that I hadn't done the proper like rewiring that it took um, mentally. So I was still adamant that once I started training, I would just lose weight, which is not a good mindset to have, even if I eat more, just because I'd be exercising. So I went back to training, and within maybe six months I'd relapse again and um this time my coaches it was my coaches that forced me to go into recovery because I was so underweight I'd lost even more weight than the first time and I had a severe severe exercise addiction I just I just had to do more than everybody I would wake up at four in the morning and do like a sprint session on the treadmill just because I was I just wanted to be I just wanted to be the best. I had this image of myself that I was the fit one of the squad. I was the one that had to have the most progression. Like I'd, I'd created this identity in my head that I was the kind of perfect, this perfect model. And like the coaches used to say things like, oh, you need to be more like Megan. You need to push yourself harder. Or, oh, see, look where she's come from. Look how fast she is now. Look, look how like, like, look how much she's improved. Like look at her core strength. And in my head all I wanted to do was run because I knew how unhappy I was and I knew that it, I wasn't doing it in a in a good way I was it was coming from a very disordered place everything that I was doing um so I ended up collapsing in training and that's when my coach was like right enough's enough we brought my parents in um to a meeting and from there on, I got sent home and I went into recovery, trying the all-in process once again. And within, they, my coaches only gave me a month and a half to recover. They said to me, you need to be ready for this competition. And I was like, right, okay, I just, I need to put my weight, put weight back on then. Um, and I underestimated how much anorexia takes out of you mentally and how much control it has over you mentally. So I put on the weight. And then once again, after a month, I went back back to training. And um, within, then maybe within uh, even a week, my first session back, I got triggered and I could feel my exercise addiction creeping back in again. And I, be, and I began to restrict food again. And I just, I, I was so embarrassed that I didn't say anything because I thought, I thought that I should have had control over it and that I was, I was so like upset with myself that I couldn't get myself out of this like this like awful kind of vicious circle that I was in and I would just I would just almost like kid myself and think that I was doing okay even though I knew I wasn't 
because I never thought that I never thought that I would like get to a point where I would be so ill that I would like like someone would force me to stop but once again it happened again and that was the third and final time I relapsed again maybe honestly within like a month down the line and that's when I realized that I had to give up my sport which was quite sad but I don't regret it as soon as I made the decision to leave I just remember feeling so relieved it was almost like I was free like I, w- I didn't have to be that person anymore so I could finally commit to recovery um but then so I left my sport I came home I moved in with my mum and um I still had a very severe exercise addiction I was very I really struggled to let go of the identity that I had in myself um even though I really wanted to let go but I felt like I couldn't I felt like I was still that person that had to be perfect and I had to be look a certain way and and just I couldn't recover because I thought that people had that perception of me and um I think quite a lot of people still did but I've now kind of blocked those people out of my life because I think if they want me just to that then they they have no like I don't need them in my life like they don't value me for me so there's no point in them being there anyway and um yeah so uh yeah so I struggled quite a lot and then it only got better my exercise addiction once I joined club five which actually helped me understand that wow like I need to actually respect my body and love it and not be so kind of cruel to it and not punish it all the time and it's only by joining club five that it really made me realize that I need to actually recover I need to do it I need to stop being so I've got one life and I'm wait and I'm wasting it and I'm I'm just I don't know I'm I'm forcing myself to be happy because I feel like that's what I deserve but it's not what I deserve I deserve to be recovered I deserve to be happy so yeah so now I'm on this journey of reaching recovery and yeah it's exciting it's lovely and I'm I'm just I'm really excited about it I think once you've once you've had enough of anorexia, you've really had enough and it's so draining and it's every day I just think I don't want to be that person who's stuck in in the illness for the rest of their life because it's you you really aren't living you really just surviving and it's yeah so I'm very excited to start this journey (laughs) more than I am scared Oh, I'm so glad. And thank you so much for sharing that. I was just like so absorbed in your story. And it was so <laughs> like, I know we've talked about it before, but it was so nice just to hear it like, so completely like from the start to the kind of like the finish mm. or like to where you are now. And I think that like, honestly, this is also like why it's so nice to be able to talk to people who've had similar experiences, because like, I can totally relate to so many of the things that you're saying. Mm and yeah it's it's true it's like you kind of start to identify yourself as you know this small person that like your whole day basically revolves around like food and what you don't eat and what you do Mm -hmm. eat and how much exercise you do and it's it's such a horrible horrible trap that just becomes so all-consuming yeah so I'm so excited and so grateful that we are that we met and that we're on this like journey together and it's it's incredible so I'd love to like I know I'd love to kind of know 
if you're open to sharing this, like when exactly did you lose your period and kind of how long have you not had it for? Because for me, yeah. this is like being quite a big thing because like, you know, I growing up struggled with my body image and that kind of manifested like into an eating disorder. I think I was probably about 15, 14, 15 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like, you know, I developed quite a severe exercise addiction and it's also something that only once I joined club five this year that I also suddenly just had a much, much better relationship with exercise and my body and realized that, you know, I no longer wanted to work out to burn calories, but I actually wanted to work out to, you know, do amazing things and get a stronger body and celebrate the things that my body can do. And so it's kind of been like this whole kind of journey of coming from this really dark place to coming to where I am now which is like so much happier and so much more at peace in my body than I ever was before but then the one Mm. thing that still hasn't come back is my period which is like that thing that I really want to work on now so I'd love to hear Mm -hmm. from you like yeah like how has that been for you when did you kind of lose it and stuff um yeah uh well I was on the contraceptive pill from the age of about 14 because I had really bad um, hormonal acne and I just wanted to clear it so <laughs> I said to my mum I need to go on the pill that's it so from the age of 14 till about well till um, March this year I've been on different contraceptive pills and I've always ha- had a seven day withdrawal bleed so I even when I was severely severely underweight and throughout the whole of those three years that I was severely over-exercising and severely restricting my calories I still had that fake withdrawal bleed so I think that didn't help actually as well because I always thought that I was never ill enough because I had my period like I'd like listen to my sister say she lost hers I know that my mum had lost hers and I was like well I'm obviously fine because I've still got this this bleed like I'm still like I'm still having a period and it's only until I can't remember whose video I watched, but um, I watched somebody's video on um, eating disorder recovery, and he just said, "Oh yeah, I um, I was having my period, but not my actual period because I was on the pill." And then it just clicked. I just thought, "Oh my gosh, I've not got. This is like I'm." this is me like I've not actually got a period like I can't have a period I'm I'm literally so tired I'm I'm so underweight I'm I know I'm so underweight I know my body doesn't feel right I don't feel like I don't feel in sync with my body I don't get I don't get like obviously I know hunger signals but I wouldn't even get hunger signals for to crave like chocolate like every single other woman does (laughs) for this period so I thought oh right okay I'm gonna come off the contraceptive pill because I had no more acne I didn't need it for any other reasons I wasn't seeing anybody so I thought right okay I'm gonna smack the pill and I'm gonna really try and like be in tune with my body and hopefully my period will come back and it's now September (laughs) and it still hasn't come um but I'm pretty sure I lost it like I'm pretty sure I must have actually lost it at least two years ago I can't see how with what I was eating then and how fast I lost the weight, how my body 
would have wanted to produce a period when it was so stressed so officially I've lost it from March but I'm pretty sure um because I saw a, a dietitian as well um early on, early on this week and even she said when we were talking about it that I probably haven't had it for um probably two years or so but yeah <laughs> and this is something we were actually talking about before we started recording how like even when you think that you're eating enough for your body's needs like especially when you're recovering from an eating disorder or trying to get your period back or if you're you know just even just living life like we actually need a lot more energy than we give ourselves which is crazy yeah it's it's amazing i can't remember when we were talking about it but um it's something like so basically the UK government are putting everybody on this 800 calorie diet for over for obese people to lose weight and that is literally the worst thing like nobody can run on that amount I think even is it even like a a toddler needs at least 1000 and like 500 calories or something like that that's just like a toddler um so you think like how much how much energy you really need just to function just to blink just to to even just breathe and like your body's doing so much all of the time and yeah it's amazing how much I don't know diet culture can mess up your idea of what you actually need and can mess with your hunger signals and stop you from thinking you need like an adequate amount of food like every day you're completely right no it's really crazy and I mean, I just can't believe that, that that that's even happening, that they're actually allowing that to become a protocol of putting people on an 800-calorie diet. I mean, yeah, no, it's crazy to think <laughs> that this is happening in, like, modern-day life right now. Yeah. But, so I want to... Uh, it'll catch up with everybody, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will. I don't, think, I don't think everybody will let it happen. I mean... There's so much awareness, so much more awareness now than there was before for these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of switch gears and really talk about this journey that we are embarking on, this healing journey, mm-hmm. and kind of like what we're doing, why we're doing it, and yeah, just like this whole journey, what we're kind of going to be doing. So yeah, I think first of all, kind of, I guess I'll give a little bit of like a rundown of like the basics of what we're kind of doing because obviously it's a journey but it's also really like an action plan to get back to our best health so we can be feeling 100 Mm percent amazing and i just want to quickly disclaim here this is by no means professional or personal medical advice or nutritional advice we are not professionals we're just doing what feels right and we're getting advice from our own medical professionals but please do not take this as personal advice. If you guys are struggling, please go and see a nutritionist or a doctor or something that can help you and give you professional, personalized advice for you. But anyway, basically what we have decided to do is first of all, to really give ourselves rest because that is like basically the biggest key is while you're recovering from an eating disorder, your body needs time to heal, recover, reset, and build itself back up. And I think that's something that 
we both didn't really fully give ourselves. We both kind of were just like, okay, we did that. We look normal now. We can carry on with life. But the truth is, is it takes yeah. a lot longer for our body and all the functions and processes to like come back into like full force again. So that's mm-hmm. the first thing that we're doing is we're taking plenty of rest. So that basically means that we are doing as little physical exercise as possible. So no like hit workouts or strength workouts. Um, no like intense high impact activity because yeah. like I feel like you know in society it's all like you know working out is good for you and everything and yeah it is but only if your body is in the right place if your body mm-hmm. isn't and if your mind isn't then it really actually becomes unhealthy so we have decided yeah. to take a complete rest from any like hard high impact physical activity we're just like doing some nice gentle calming yoga stretching that kind of stuff because it's still good to move our bodies but we need to be doing it in a gentle way so that's basically the first thing that we're doing. And then the next thing that we're doing is really focusing on fueling ourselves properly, making sure that we're getting in all our nutrition and all the things that our bodies need to thrive. And that will be personal to each and every one of us. And then I think another thing, or at least that has been very big for me, is just like focusing on getting good sleep and reducing like stress and anxiety because like earlier on in the year I definitely was dealing with quite a bit of like a bit of an of anxiety and it's just been a, quite a stressful year so I'm really focusing on just calming down taking it easy making time for myself and yeah so that's kind of like the basis of it is really just rest and <laughs> digest rest and refuel and yeah. really and digest. <laughs> yeah really focused on like giving our all into this and now those of you if any of you have ever struggled with disordered eating or eating disorder you will probably know that what we're doing is like kind of scary especially if you yeah like if you're coming from a background of having an exercise addiction or restricting food or whatever the thought of not exercising and just eating as much as you can um can be quite scary but i think that we're both in Mm -hmm. a place where like we feel like it's the right thing to do and we know that we need to do this now and so yeah i would love to like know how are you dealing with like any like struggles and ups and downs because they're going to come up there's going to be days where you feel amazing and there's going to be days where you just don't feel so great you know like we're also working super duper hard on the mental and emotional side of things um but some days like that mental and emotional side will come up and you might feel really crappy. So like, how are you kind of dealing with those things? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been struggling. Well, it's been, like you say, it's been up and down really. Some days I'm like, oh, I can, con- I can do this. Amazing. And I'll really challenge myself with my food, um, like tackling all my biggest food, like fair foods and everything. And I'll be, fine and other days I wake up and I know it's going to be a hard day and I know that I'm just going to struggle and um, I've noticed actually recently that well again no one else has noticed it's only me but I can see my body slowly changing not at all in a negative way but I just don't look as like let's say pumped from doing 
like from working out every day um like my like muscle definition isn't as prominent anymore which shouldn't upset me and I'm very happy that I'm getting better but it it internally does a little bit it's just just because you're not like it's just change and we fear change and it's knowing why you're doing it and knowing that it's all for a good cause and that you shouldn't be defined at all by the way you look like it's how you feel inside that matters um also yeah I think and at the at the start I struggled a lot and Tara knows this because like you've helped me a lot um with this you supported me a lot with this with my exercise and um I I really struggled stopping like I I did stop and I didn't it's not like I like kept like still exercise but um it was just the the guilt that went with not like not doing hit or not doing sprints like, I still do yoga and pilates if I feel like it or I'll go on a walk um only if I want to like if my body wants to not not kind of listen to the anorexic thought that that anorexic um, brain I think it's important to know when it's your eating disorder and when it's your your brain and when you're not sure just like don't do it then if you're not yeah. even sure which one it is don't do it it's the it's the best way to make sure that you're not gonna like engage in any negative thoughts but um yeah apart from that I think I've been doing really well like I've actually been I've been really enjoying it and I think I think we've both we both have come to a point where we've had enough of like our anorexia like I'm I've had enough of it and I just want to get better and yes I freak out sometimes over how much cheese I put on my my pasta or like I don't know like I'm I worry about what's going to happen to me if if I don't do this don't do that if I eat this but those thoughts are only temporary and it's really important to remember that that is temporary and those thoughts will pass but your eating disorder if you let it is going to stay with you for the rest of your life so it's kind of like you just need to do it basically but yeah I've actually been loving it like I've been really enjoying like rediscovering my love for food and resting and my body not being stressed and like learning how to love myself kind of if that makes sense it's like I feel like when you've got well obviously you don't you mustn't love yourself if not you wouldn't do that to yourself but yeah it's just been really nice I've been really enjoying it I don't know about you but I've been yeah I've been really enjoying it oh I love that and I totally understand what you're saying it just it feels really good to just be like yeah just really honoring and listening to our bodies and like knowing that this is like the right thing to do and I think also like you know when those things come up it's always important to like remember yeah like you said why we're doing it and like for me like I'm always like you know this is what this is what my body needs right now like it needs to get better because I don't have a period so that still means that my body isn't happy yet so I'm going to continue going until I am at that really good healthy place and I feel amazing and my period's back and my body is just thriving because that's what I want now like I no longer want to be mm-hmm. I don't want to shrink myself and be like yeah. the smallest person in the room I just want to be me and I just want to love that embrace that so I'm so glad that you've been enjoying it as well because it mm-hmm. just it feels so good yeah 
Yeah, so, I've been loving it. <laughs> I think, you know, I think it would be cool to maybe just end off with like, maybe like a couple, like maybe like five, three, four, five <laughs> tips <laughs> of just like things that yeah. you've learned like over the past yeah. couple years when it comes to, yeah. yeah, just like your body and learning to love yourself. Like what are some things that have really helped you? Okay, so tip number one, I would say if you are currently in an eating disorder or anything like that, is that your body will always win in that respect. So no matter how hard you try to fight it and count and like counteract what you're meant to do, what your body what your bodily needs are, it will catch up with you. So like just just please just get yourself better before it's it's too late because the only time that anorexia is happy is when you're like dead so you you need to like recover and get better um so just please like do it i know it's scary but please do it it's the best thing you'll ever do in your life honestly and yeah um tip number two is um just actually listen to your body learn how to listen to your body and I know I was the first person to say um oh, I can't listen to my body like I'll just be lazy if I listen I'll just I'll just be like a slob and I will never work out I'll never be productive and that's a complete lie like if you if you're tired if you don't want to do something there's a reason the body doesn't want to be like a slob for the rest of its life that's not that's not what it's what it wants to do if you're tired you're tired you need to rest if you don't want to go to the gym don't go to the gym if you don't even want to get up to make yourself a cup of tea like just don't do it well unless if you really want a cup of tea do it but like just don't force yourself to do something that you to do things that you don't want to do it's okay to be to be like to be tired like we're allowed to be tired as humans like that's why we that's why we have to sleep but as long as we do like we need rest it's important and you don't need a reason to rest I always used to feel the need to burn myself out before um like to allow myself rest but I've really come to realize now that I like I can be fine I could have slept 11 hours had a great night's sleep and if in the afternoon I want a nap I'm gonna I'm going to allow myself to have that nap because I'm worthy enough of the of it and I can have it so yeah I think just respecting your body like and listening to it is so important 100% it's so so true and I think Mm. like also at the end of the day like yeah like our bodies know best and learning to just trust your body and give into that and just like let your body do the work is it's so powerful and like I've noticed that just by starting to really shift into trusting my body that like everything just feels like it just flows so much more like in all areas of my life like I just feel so much more in tune with myself which is just amazing and yeah I'm so proud of us that we are here together and we're doing this I know I'm so I would such a hard thing to do but we're doing it we're doing it and I would just really love to say to anybody out there who is maybe struggling whether it's with body image whether it's with a bad relationship with exercise whether it's an eating disorder or just disordered eating like please know that you are worthy and you are enough 
and you do deserve help because I think a big thing is is that we think oh well I'm not ill enough to get help but the truth yeah. is is that it doesn't matter like you could I, yeah it doesn't matter how you look and it doesn't matter how severe your mm-hmm. eating disorder or whatever it is you still deserve help so please 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 reach out to somebody even if it's just like a friend or family member to at least talk to it first and they can help you with what to do next because you are so much more worthy than just wasting your life and your time on beating yourself up and trying to yeah make yourself smaller and just feeling unhappy in yourself like you have so much more potential inside of you than just being obsessed and consumed with the way you look so go and reach out to somebody find some help and start your own journey start getting better because it is so so worth it and you have so many more things amazing things coming for you in life that you need to be your absolute best you need to be thriving so that you can do all these amazing things in life so that's just what I would like to say if you have any last things you'd like that to say that was so beautiful oh thank you <laughs> um yeah the what I would say as well just one last thing that you don't need permission from others to get to um start your recovery journey no matter what it's from I I remember that I I used to want to get so underweight and so bad just so I would feel valid enough for recovery even though if I would have let myself I probably could have started like two years before or a year before and um yeah I know a lot of people who haven't who have like obviously who have disordered eating um but they haven't been diagnosed but or they go to like clin- uh, clinics and they don't get referred because, um, well, the people think it's not severe enough. They don't valid their their like their issues. And just remember that your issues, no matter how big or small, they're valid, and you don't need permission to get like to take control of your life again. You can do it. You don't. You don't. You don't. Like we're kind of. That's what we're doing. We're just doing it on our own. We don't we've not got kind of a massive like team with us like counting our every step we're just doing it and we're listening to our bodies then we're really trying to to recover on our own like you don't need permission to do it if you want to do it you just do it you've got this <laughs> oh yes totally 100 percent. well thank you so so much for chatting to us sharing your story and thank oh you. i'm so grateful that we're doing this together and i'm so so happy that we can share this together so thank you so much i know it's so exciting and thank you so much for having me i feel honored oh (laughs) it's an absolute pleasure well guys i hope you guys enjoyed this episode please make sure to grab a screenshot of it share it on your instagram stories and tag us on instagram i'll put the handles down below so that we can give you guys a shout out to your support means so so much so please let us know if you enjoyed this episode and share it with your friends and on your instagram stories i'll see you all in next week's episode for now i'm sending you all lots and lots of love and i'll see you next week